from Psalm 121. Just read a couple of verses from Psalm 121 tonight. It says um, in verse 1, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And everything that's going on tonight and all the problems and all the trials Our help isn't going to come from man this evening. Our help isn't going to come from anything of this world. Our help this evening isn't going to come from Parliament. It isn't going to come from Donald Trump. It isn't going to come from Theresa May. It isn't going to come from the seemingly most uh, smartest man in Ireland who happens to be Leo Veradiker, friends. Our help, the psalmist tells us, will come from one place. He says, I will lift up mine eyes Onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which created, which made heaven and earth. He's our only help tonight. He's our only hope. Jesus is the only answer to every problem tonight. Friends, Psalm 121 is a part of a section of Psalms referred to as the Psalms of Ascent. Going from Psalm 121 to 138, or they're also referred to as the pilgrim psalms. The reason for this, in these psalms, they had a particular function, and that is when the Jews were traveling from wherever it was in Palestine, and they would beginning to make their way to Jerusalem for the three primary feast days, they would supposedly sing some of these psalms on their journey. They would travel to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration. They would travel for the Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost, they would travel for the Feast of Booths because all good Jews were expected to to travel to Jerusalem at this time. On these feast dates and while they were in their journey, they would sing these songs of ascent or these pilgrim psalms, particularly when they began to approach the outskirts of the city. They would begin to bellow out these psalms because they knew they were approaching and about to enter the city of God. They were approaching the temple of where God was. They were approaching where they knew they were going to be able to praise God in his temple. You see, it's important to know and to understand that Jerusalem is a city of hills. It's a city that is set on seven hills. I know that Rome is set on seven hills, but friends, I want to tell you, Jerusalem is the holy city tonight, friends. Jerusalem is set on seven hills. Matter of fact, it's a city that's identified by seven hills which compose the city walls. And when a pilgrim was at the base of that city and they would begin to ascend these hills, in order to enter the gates of the city. As they sat at the base of the city and they looked up to the hills where Jerusalem was, it was at times like this they would echo Psalm 121 and they would say, I will lift up mine eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Think about it tonight. All year long they might have fought the devil. All year long their families might have been interrupted. All year long problems might have availed themselves against the people of God. Lost loved ones might have been going further and further into sin rather than getting closer. All the trials and the circumstances of life, but at least three times a year, these people were reminded that there was a God that abides on the hillside, friends, and their help was to come from the Lord. Friends, I think God wants to remind us tonight of this simple truth tonight, and that is it. In all the troubles, 
in all the desperation, in all the needs, in all the seemingly impossible cases, friends, that will come up on this board. Friends, the needs behind us, I want to tell you tonight, these people are impossible, friends. But God wants to remind us in these verses tonight to look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help doesn't come from anything in this world. The arm of flesh will fail us, friends, but our help comes from one person and one thing it comes from the Lord. He wants to remind us tonight our help indeed comes from him. Friends, there is no help outside of Jesus. There is no help outside of the Lord. There is no answers tonight outside of Jesus Christ. We need to be reminded that in every one of life's problems, our help comes from him. But we also need to be reminded that any, every one of our earthbound problems does and will have a heaven-bound answer. There is an answer in heaven for your problem tonight. There is a victory in the heavenlies. There is a man, friends, who is seated in the glory, who's always making intercession for you and for me. we got to look to God tonight. He's the only one for us as believers that we can make, that can make the difference. He's the only one for the believer. We've tried the broken cisterns. We've tried the things of this world. We've depended on men and women and politics, friends, but they have failed us. But friends, I want to tell you tonight, God will never fail us. He will never let us down. The Lord is our strength and our shield in times of trouble. There is only, He is the only one with the answers. But for the church, the primary answer, friends, the primary answer is God. But for all, most of the church, the primary answer has become secondary, friends. I heard a testimony of a woman, her son was sick. And she brought her son to the church and laid him on that altar and he was raised up. She said the reason I didn't bring him to the doctor was because I knew the church was closer, friends. Yes, doctors are good. Doctors can heal us, friends. But friends, we need to get back, friends, to coming to God and making him the primary rather than the secondary. Friends, the Lord is the answer in this meeting tonight. He's the answer to every need. But the problems, they all end up at I ball level. Our problems are so often won down here and in the natural. We often win them in our own strength rather than bringing them to God. But friends, God wants to remind us tonight our solutions are above all of that tonight. Our solutions and our answers are in the heavenlies. But I think because we're so blessed and because we live in such a blessed state at times that no longer is the Lord our first alternative for help. Friends, our our help with all these needs tonight can only come from one place. They can only come from the Lord. It's more now than ever. The church needs to look up, friends. We can't look at the problems down here. We can't look at the darkness, friends. We can't look at the impossibilities, friends. My help comes from the Lord tonight. We must look up to the hills. It's more than now than ever the church needs to look up. The church needs to know our help is going to come when we truly begin to look up and we truly begin to pray because that's where God is tonight. God is in the heavenlies. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Friends, we got to look to the hills tonight. we got to, friends, friends, the church won't see God with our heads hanging down, focusing on the problem. We won't see God kicking around in the dust of impossibility. The church 
has got to look up. David wrote this psalm after God delivered him from the hands of Abimelech. And he said in Psalm 34 and verse 5, They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. He's simply saying, God is our only answer tonight. The Lord is our only hope. God is our only resource, and he is our helper tonight. And he will not let us be ashamed, or he will never let us down. We can trust him tonight. The psalmist said in 123, verses 1 and 2, Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hands of their master, and as the eyes of a maiden, and unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until that he have mercy upon us. The writer is saying here, there is no answer down here, friends. He says we're going to look to God and we're going to have our eyes fixed on him until the answer comes. He's the only one that can bring the answer to every problem. He's the only one that can bring the answer to every need that will be on this board. He's the only one that can bring the answer to your home tonight, friends. We need to look and trust in him. There is an answer coming, friends. The only answer to the lives on this board. Friends, if we look at eye level, it will not be long if we look if we continue to look at the impossibility impossibility of our trials, I want to tell you, friends, we're going to get disappointed. I'll repeat that, friends. If we look too long at eye level, and if we look too long at the impossibility of our trial, we are going to get discouraged. Friends, we're going to be in a constant state of discouragement. Our answers are not in a denomination. Our answers are not in a person. Our answers tonight or in the Lord. It's real simple what I'm saying tonight. We've got to look up. We've got to look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. We've got to get our eyes off the circumstances and other people, and we've got to look to the hills. That's what will get us through the darkest hour, friends. That's what will get us through the darkest times. Acts chapter 7. There was a man filled with the Holy Ghost called Stephen. He wasn't really a preacher, but it tells us when he preached, he made the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he made them mad. It says they began to stone him. It tells us as death came upon him. And now those last few breaths, we don't find Stephen questioning God and acting all confused. We don't find Stephen even trying to protect themselves, friends, because normally we just throw the hands up and curl up into a wee ball. But friends, we don't find Stephen doing that at this time. We don't find Stephen looking into someone's eyes, friends, who would maybe be sympathetic towards him. We don't find him looking to someone who would maybe step in and intervene and save him, friends. But friends, we do see him, friends, doing this. Now you know, friends, it says in Stephen, it says it tells us in 7, Acts 7 and 55 but he being full of the Holy Ghost he looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father. Friends it couldn't get any worse than what this man was dealing with but in his pain and in his agony what did Stephen do? I want to tell you he looked up friends into heaven and he looked for his help which was going to come from the Lord. Friends this is the revelation that is going to carry us through. It's a revelation of God's Son at the 
right hand of the Father. It's not another personality, friends. It's not another function or another program or another great idea, but it's when the church looks up and has a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, I saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. It tells us in Mark 16, when he, Jesus, was received up into heaven, he was seated at the right hand of God. We make much of his sitting, friends. We make much of good, the finished work of Calvary. We make much of that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, and so we should, friends. But in Acts 7 and 25, we'll have to point out that he's standing, friends. Why is that? Because one of his saints decided to look steadfastly up to heaven and call upon God. Friends, one of his saints needed help, and one of his saints lifted his eyes unto the Lord. Friends, if we lift our eyes tonight, heaven will never disappoint us. If we look up tonight, we're never going to be let down. If we look up tonight, we'll never be ashamed. God is faithful tonight. He's like that mountain that never changes. Man fails. God never fails, friends. We heard it a few weeks ago as the events of the last days unfold. When nation rises against nation, when all that you find is catastrophe and destruction, he said in all of this, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Friends, this is not the time to be discouraged. I want to tell you this is the time for the church to be encouraged because Christ is about to come. He's about to burst through the clouds and before it all happens, a revival is going to be poured out on the whole of the world, friends. we got to be encouraged, friends, that Christ is coming. Is there any truth? If there is any truth to receive tonight, it's this. It's time for the church to look up. Now is the time to trust Because Jesus is about to come. Psalm 118 and verse 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Man will let us down. The arm of flesh will feel us. God will always make a way where there is no way. There's nothing that God won't do on our behalf. If he's got to turn the whole world upside down, friends, I want to tell you, God will turn the whole world upside down. He stopped the sun in its orbit, friends. I want to tell you, he opened the Red Sea. There's nothing that God won't do for his people when they turn and focus upon him. Friends, the church has got to look up. But in it all, friends, what happens? We keep looking to the impossibilities, don't we? We keep looking to the natural we keep looking to those that we're praying for for salvation. We keep looking to those at those that need a touch in their body. We think of Stephen who's been praying for his family for over 25 years. Is that right, Stephen? We think of Elaine. She's been praying for years and something similar for her own family. We look at the impossibilities of the, the lives that are amongst us in our church, the young people. We think of the, the brown girls, friends. Looks like it's impossible, like they're never going to come back. Friends, some of the cases on this board in the natural tonight, they seem beyond reach, friends. Ken, son, let me tell you, friends, at the moment this is in an impossible situation, friends, suicidal, ready to take his own life. But friends, there's only one that can bring him the answer, and it's Jesus Christ. Margaret Ward, we Annie speaking to them on Monday, bound, unless God steps in. It's impossible, friends. But friends, the church has an answer, and it has to look up. I hear so much of our own believers, our own believers, the people in this church, the discouragement that has become 
because of the impossibility it seems to meet the need that is before us, the pressures that seem to have come for us. But friends, if we keep looking at it all in the natural, we will gain ground in understanding. But friends, we will lose ground in trusting and faith in God. I'll say that again. If we keep looking down here, if we keep trying to work it all out, we will gain ground in understanding, but we will lose ground in, in trust and faith in God. You see, we like to understand things, even spiritual things. We like to have our theological ducts all in a row. You see, I love logic. I love even spiritual logic. I love line upon line and precept upon precept. But friends, that's not trust. I like to bring all my spiritual logic to God. Well, Lord, I've done this according to your word. And logically, your word says this. So logically, Lord, this must happen. I've prayed for 25 years. I've brought them to meetings. I've labored. I've trusted. I've had faith. I've lost faith. I've toiled. I've labored. Lord, I've done spiritual four plus spiritual four. Logically, this should come up with spiritual eight. But Lord, it's falling short and I'm only coming up with spiritual three. Friends, that's logic. But God isn't looking our logic. God is looking our trust. We heard on Sunday we're to have faith in God. He says his ways are not our ways. His ways, the Bible says, are far better and far higher than our ways. His way is the right way. Sarah and Abraham, for the little boy, logically, it could never have happened. Ninety-nine years old and Sarah's womb was dead. But friends, it was never going to happen logically. It was only going to happen by the Holy Ghost. Lord, is there anything too hard for thee? Friends, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Friends, if we keep looking at the problems, if we keep looking and we keep saying everything on this board and in our problems tonight is impossible, we will gain ground in understanding, but we will lose so much ground in trusting Him. We don't need to understand it. But we do need to trust. There are a thimble full of things in this Bible that God asks us to understand. Very few like discern the times and the seasons, discern the spirits. But friends, I want to tell you, it's a thimble full of things that God asks us to trust or to understand. But there are endless times as we read this book from cover to cover where he tells us and he emphasizes, friends, that we need to trust God. You see, God is not so much concerned about my understanding of what we're going through in life as he is concerned about our trust in him as we go through it. We get hung up with understanding. We get hung up in every step of life. God, this doesn't make sense and that doesn't make sense. But God's saying, will you stop torturing yourself with that thing? How I'm going to make it happen doesn't concern you. Just you trust me. But God, I don't understand then stop putting your effort into trying to understand everything and put your trust in God. Trusting is the victory that brings us through. Understanding gets us frustrated. It's like a dog that's chasing its tail. You know, for a few weeks there, friends, I was like a dog chasing my tail. Trying to understand my spiritual plus four, plus four, plus four equals three. God, trying to understand it. But friends, his ways are far higher than my ways. The dog just runs thinking he's going to catch his tail someday. He honestly believes he's going to catch it. But friends, we're just trying to understand something the human mind was never meant to figure out in the first place. 
Friends, I, didn't ha- I don't have all the answers tonight. I really don't have the answer to why everything seems as difficult as it is. I don't have a deep and meaningful explanation why bad things happen to good people. I don't have the answer to, I know that God has a plan for my life, but how could God's plan possibly include everything that I'm going through? How could God's plan possibly include sickness or even cancer? I don't have the answer to how could I possibly have possibly brought my kids up in the way of the Lord and they're further from God than they've ever been. How could I have prayed for so long and it's turned out this way? Friends, I don't know that. And I can't wreck my brain trying to figure that out. But the Bible tells me I don't need to understand it. I just need to put my effort into trusting Him. Friends, we can trust Him tonight because He's dependable. Friends, we can trust Him tonight because of the greatest hill of them all. We can trust Him because of Calvary. I look to the hill from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Friends, God give us the ultimate victory at Calvary. The answers are at Calvary. There's mercy and forgiveness and grace and cleansing at Calvary. In everything, God is always carrying us back to where? In all our running and all our chasing, he's bringing us back to Calvary. Because without the shed blood of the cross on that hill, there's nothing, friends, there's nothing to help But because of Calvary, a hill called Calvary, there's help and there's hope for all who believe. Without Calvary, we have nothing. But because of Calvary, we have hope, we have faith, we can believe God for the impossible. All because of Calvary, because of what he done in our lives. Friends, never forget what Calvary actually accomplished for you. Never forget that he bore that cross on Calvary's hill. Never forget that he let himself be laid out and kneeled by those Roman guards to that rugged cross and hung there for six hours. Never forget that his blood and water flowed as a spear pierced his side. Never forget the crown of thorns that was pressed upon his brow and he cried, it is finished. Never forget that our life was birthed through his death and that our answers and our victory tonight are all in Calvary. Thank God for the old rugged cross. Friends, it's a sad day when we don't even have an amen to give at the preaching of the cross. I like, I thank God we're a people that say amen to the preaching of Calvary. Without the cross, there is no new birth. Without the cross, there is no joy in the Holy Ghost. Without the cross, there is no forgiveness of sins. Because of Calvary, we stand tonight sanctified in the sight of God and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ because of the cross. For mercy, forgiveness, and grace, look to Calvary. That's the remedy to everything tonight. Friends, we can trust Him tonight. We can look to Him tonight because of Calvary. There's hope for all men tonight because of Calvary. Friends, we don't need to understand it. We just need to look to the hill of our help and trust Him. Friends, trust gets you through when nothing else will. Trust in Jesus and Calvary's hill is the answer. There's a poem and it says, Trust Him when dark doubts assail thee. Trust Him when thy strength is small. Trust Him when to simply trust Him seems the hardest thing of all. Trust Him, He is ever faithful. Trust Him for His will is best. Trust Him for the heart of Jesus is the only place of rest. Friends, there's a wee song, it says, I don't need to understand it. I just need 
to hold his hand. Friends, we need to trust God tonight. The psalmist says, I'll look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Trust the Lord tonight. When you're going through dark days, trust the Lord. When nothing around you seems to be going to go right, friends, trust the Lord. When everything in the natural man says, are you, why are you even putting yourself through this, friends? Friends, I want to tell you, trust the Lord. And everything and every person we're going to pray for tonight, I want to tell you, trust the Lord for your families. Trust the Lord for your friends. Trust the Lord for Balan a Hinch. Trust the Lord for revival tonight, friends. Trust Him 100%. It says, trust the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all thy ways, and He shall direct thy paths. Trust Him 100%. Friends, we can put all our weight in Him tonight. God will not fail us. We don't need to hold anything Back from him tonight. We are going to look tonight. The psalmist says in Psalm 121. I'm just going to read it. I will lift up mine eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold he that keepeth Israel. Shall neither slumber or sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon the right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day or by night, or nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Friends, I think for every need on this board, there's only one that we're going to look to tonight, and it is the Lord. Let us pray tonight. Let us take our eyes off our own problems. Let us trust Him. Let us seek the face of God for those around us, friends. He's faithful tonight. Faithful is He who has promised. I'll look to Calvary. I'll look to that hill from whence cometh my help. I'll look to Him for my loved ones. I'll look to Him for balling a hinge. Why? Because He created the heavens and the earth. Let us pray tonight. Let us trust Him tonight. Let us believe, friends. Let us look to the hill called Calvary tonight and let us pray. Let us pray. Let us cast it all aside, friends, and let us look to him. Let us trust him tonight. Let us believe in him tonight that he can meet every need in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.